love and greetings to you all. And uh, greetings from Glad Tidings Church in Zimbabwe. We love to be here and we love you guys. Uh, we thank you. We just thank God that he has been faithful to us. Uh, actually, the year that we return to Zimbabwe is actually the time when Zimbabwe is going down. And our family and friends uh, begged and pleaded with us to come back to South Africa. But we knew and understood that God has, had sent us here to prepare us that we may speak and encourage our people through these difficult times. So God has been faithful to us. We just thank God for that. Amen. I'd like us to meet in the Word and fellowship in the Word of God. Genesis chapter 12, verse 7 to 8. And could I ask someone to read the verses that are on the... God calls Abram to come out of his land of familiarity and asks him to follow him to a place where he will show him. And Abram obeys God. But as God speaks to Abram, God promises Abram many things. Abram, having uh, worshipped idols for most of his life, when he counters God, he realizes this is a living God. And when he realizes this is different from the this God is different from the idols that he worshipped all along, he tells his family and his father that he is going to follow this God. And it is often when you meet with God, your countenance changes. Often when you meet with God, your life changes. And people can see through you, your eyes, that God, that something has happened in your life. So when the, his father and brothers saw the change in Abraham, they decided they would follow him also. Uh, according to my studies, God only called Abraham. But the rest followed Abraham. They didn't want to miss the blessing that God had done in Abraham. They wanted to partake of the blessing. So, the Bible says, when he realizes this, when he sees and acknowledges and knows that this is the living God, he built an altar to the Lord. As a sign of worship, he built an altar to the Lord. And also, in chapter 13, he goes to another place. When he arrives there, he builds an altar to the Lord. Then, as we go on, the Lord also asks him to offer his son, Isaac. He goes up the mountain, he builds the altar, and lays his son on the altar until the Lord intervenes and provides an offering. But after him came his son Isaac. He knew the God of his father. He saw what happened on the mount. And the Bible tells us in chapter 26, 
that he also built an altar to the Lord, and there he dug a well. He knew that the relationship with God was through an altar, through worship. Then we also find his son Jacob. When he met with the Lord, he built an altar to the Lord. And uh, there is a time when things did not go well with his wife having idols and his sons killing the children of of Shechem. And the Lord asks Jacob to go back to Bethel and to build an altar. So this morning I want to talk about building an altar. Amen. Okay. Uh, In the early days, the altar would be built. Men would roll stones from the mountain and put up an altar. And this altar was built with rocks that were not cut, that were not shaped, original. Okay. And uh, I want to say that whenever God commands people to worship him, he tells them to do it according to his ways. In chapter 25 of Exodus, the Lord speaks to Moses that he wants to abide among his people. And he asks them to build a tabernacle that God's presence may be with his people. But he continually repeats one statement to, to Moses. He says, as you build the tabernacle, remember to build according to the specifications or the pattern that I gave you on the mountain. He would repeat that according to the pattern. And it is humanly good and uh, thoughtful whenever we want to do something we want to be creative we want to do the best we want to build the beautiful and the wonderful and the attractive but the lord says according to the pattern you may have a good shape in your mind you may have a best design but do it according to the pattern that i gave you on the mount so moses did everything. He used the material that God asked him to do. And he used the measurements that he was given by the Lord. Otherwise, anything else would displease the Lord. And it is often uh, the case with us today that when we want to worship the Lord, we think of better ways, better better methods we want to improve we want to 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 innovate we want to be creative but the lord is calling us to come to him on his terms not on our terms according to his pattern and according to his uh, to the ways that he has given to man so uh, the patriarchs would build the altar. Moses built the altar. And there on the altar, 
The purpose of the altar is to sacrifice. To sacrifice. Amen. So the Lord is asking us to build an altar. The Lord is asking us to come to him according to his terms, according to his ways. The book of Leviticus, God in the wilderness speaks to the children of Israel on how they would come to him, on how they would approach God, on how they would minister in the presence of the Lord. And God asked um, Aaron and his family and all the children of Levi to become priests of Israel, priests to God. And that's Israel would come through priests, sacrifices, and offering, and please God. So, they did all according to the ways of the Lord, all according to the pattern that the Lord had given him, and they would always sacrifice. And, and we, I know we are familiar with the Old Testament sacrifices, that they would bring either a bull, sheep or a dove but whenever it came the priest's duty was to inspect to see that the offering or the sacrifice qualified according to the standards of God pure without spot or wrinkle without blemish so the priest would inspect and after qualifying it it was deemed acceptable to the Lord, then taken to the altar. And for burnt offering, it will be burnt as an offering to the Lord. The Bible, the Bible says whenever the offering was burnt, it became an aroma to the Lord. The Lord received it as a sweet aroma. Amen. And this God is expecting always. He expected always. And this would happen very often uh, in the life of the Israelites. So, people would come to God with burnt offering. They would come to God with daily sacrifices. There is a time God speaks to Aaron and his sons. And he says, The fire on the altar should keep burning, should continue to burn. Daily, the priests would go and remove the ash from the fire, that the fire may remain burning. The Lord wants us daily to be on fire for the Lord. He wants our fire to be burning every day. Must remove the ash and keep the fire burning. So, there, were, there was a burnt offering that, would be sacrifi- that was sacrificed for the atonement of sin. And every year, people would bring their animal as a substitute for them. And uh, this happened every year. As it happened, people would know that they are free. They have been freed. They have been forgiven once they gave their offering to the Lord. 
once they burnt a sacrifice to the Lord. But uh, according to to Malachi, people got used to sacrifices. People got used to offering sacrifices to the Lord. That it became not as special or as important to the Lord as it were, but it was just a way of coming to the Lord. Because people would sin knowing that they, they would offer a sacrifice afterwards. So they were compelled to sin because they knew that at the end of the year they would bring a sacrifice and offer to the Lord. But that's not the case. The Lord does not want us to, to remain in sin. The Lord wants us to, to come and for, uh, be forgiven and live a free life. Do you know that a life of sin is a life of bondage? As long as we are in sin, we remain in bondage. Psalms 32 says, Blessed is the man whose sins are forgiven. Blesses the one whose transgressions the Lord does not remember. The Lord wants to give us, forgive us and the Lord wants us to enjoy freedom from sin. But it seems uh, men enjoy bondage than freedom. When the Lord sets us free, we, 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 we want to go back. We always want to go back. We always want to go back. But the Lord says, I have set you free. You must be free indeed. The Lord wants us to be free, to live a peaceful life, a life of joy, a life of peace. But sometimes we feel awkward in freedom. Because we are used to sinning. We are used to bondage. We are used to slavery. But I want to thank God more, uh, that David realized it. David enjoyed worship. David enjoyed fellowship with God. David enjoyed communion with the Lord. But when he sinned, he realized that he's far from God than ever. When he sinned, his sin was so heavy on him. He even says his bones were languishing. He asks God to forgive him. He asks God to cleanse him. He asks God to purge him. He didn't know how. But it dawned to him and he says in verse 16 of 51, Lord, sacrifices and offerings you desire not. I have tried to appease you with sacrifices. I have tried to appease you with burnt offerings. But no, you are not there. God, you are not looking for my goat or for my sheep or for my cow. You are looking for my heart. A broken heart, a contrite spirit, the Lord will receive. So many times we, 
we do things, we live life according to what we have, according to our possessions, according to our skills, according to the things that we can do, the things that we have. We approach God according to our riches. We approach God according to our self-righteousness. We are approaching God by the things that we do. Paul helps us in Ephesians chapter 2. He says, not of works. Not of works. We boast because we've got... They used to boast because they had a, a flock of sheep. I can hit anyone. I can do anything. I can do anything because I've got a backing behind me. I can bring sheep before the Lord. Say, oh God, there you are. Set me free. But God says, no, 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 no. no. I've had enough of your sheep. I've had enough of your bulls. I've had enough of all these things. They, are, they do not work. I want your heart. I want a pure heart. I want a man that comes with, to me with a broken and a contrite heart. So David realized that. And when he realized that, he says, Lord, I give you my heart. Give you my soul. I live for you alone. Every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake. The Lord is not looking for your substance, He's looking for your heart. The Lord is willing to take your heart, to walk with you as long as we as you walk uprightly. If you read the book of uh, Chronicles and the book of Kings, there are many kings who walk with God, did many great exploits, but God began to analyze. He began to speak about these kings. This king walked, he did, he's done this, he's done all that, but not with a perfect heart. They might have uh, made many achievements, but God was looking for a perfect heart. God is looking for uprightness. Many times we measure ourselves by how much we do, how many we do, how far we go, how wide we go. But God is looking for a perfect heart. As we come to the Lord, let's come to the altar. And this altar, let's not sacrifice a bull. Let's not sacrifice anything but our hearts. Let's bring our hearts before the Lord. Let's bring our soul before the Lord. So, the altar, according to Exodus 29, uh, verse 38 and 39, and uh, 30, verse 28, was a place of daily sacrifice. Daily sacrifice. Where daily, uh, during the, the wilderness camp encampment, Every day you wake up as a Jew or as an Israelite, you will see the smoke going up to the Lord. Why? The priests are sacrificing every day. Brothers and sisters, God is calling us to, to daily worship. Many times we are hooked up on, on this Sunday worship. I know Sunday is a special day. But let Sunday be a celebration 
of our daily worship. God wants us to walk with Him every day. He wants us to serve Him every day, to offer sacrifices every day. In the Old Testament, they would burn animals every day. But God is saying, bring your heart. Bring your heart. According to Romans chapter 12, I I beseech you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, offer your body. Offer your body as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable before the Lord. Which means that as we come before the Lord, the Lord is not just saying, is not uh, interested in your presence, just your, pr- but the Lord inspects us. Are you holy? Are you acceptable? That's your true worship. All right. And many times we are busy trying to make our lives right in order to be holy. We are tra- busy trying to make ourselves right in order to be acceptable before the Lord. But the Lord knows that you cannot put yourself right. It has been difficult through the ages, through the years, through even the, life, the time of Aaron, the high priest, the first high priest. He didn't do it right. Man cannot save himself. Man cannot make himself perfect. But the Lord realized that we need God. We need Him. Each time would, uh, they would give sacrifices, they were saying, God, I'm not perfect. I need you. Make me perfect. Make me perfect. But the Lord brought His Son and He became a sacrifice. Once and for all sacrifice. Now as we come, we come in the whole righteousness of Jesus Christ. We come before the Lord in the light of Jesus Christ. Let's have Jesus in our lives. And let Jesus be our righteousness. Let's not be conformed to this world. But let's be transformed by the renewing of our minds. I tell you the altar of sacrifice, the altar of worship, where offerings were burnt every day. It was a place of forgiveness. Before they would enter into the tabernacle, they would come into the for washing at the basin and bring their animal to the altar. There they would be as they lay their hands on the animal, they would be forgiven. The altar is the altar of forgiveness. If you are guilty, there is an altar of forgiveness. And when they were forgiven, they would sing, I will enter his, gates with, his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praises. Why? I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. My brother, my sister, don't suffer guilt. Don't suffer the pain of guilt. Come to the altar of forgiveness 
and say, Lord, I lay my heart before you. Forgive me that I may enter your gates with thanksgiving. That I may enter your courts with praises. That I may come to that place where I bow and worship you. And say, Lord, you're worthy. We worship him because he has forgiven us. But also, the altar is a place of asylum. The altar is a place of asylum. God said to Moses and to Aaron, when one sins or kills a person or they are are fugitive from their country or from anywhere, if they come to the altar, do not send them away. The altar is a place of refuge. I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, if things go wrong in your life, if you are running away from anything in your life, if you are running away from trouble in life, run to the altar. And Jesus declares about the altar and says, Come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. He said the altar. Jesus raised the altar at Calvary. And he says, it is finished. And he says, at the altar that you are forgiven of the, of Calvary. It is at the altar of Calvary that you can run when you are in trouble. The Lord will deliver you from all your troubles. Let's come to the altar. In the Holy of Holies was this altar. The altar of incense. Where the priest would bring the incense and sprinkle blood. Incense when it's burnt is so sweet. Let's come to the altar of incense. Revelation chapter 8 says, The prayers of the saints they are mixed with incense. They are like incense. They are like sweet smelling before the Lord. Let's come to the altar and make intercession for our brothers and sisters. Let's come to the altar and make intercession for our nation. People, we are fighting with words. People, we are fighting with phrases about our nation, about our uh, tribes, about our races, about all these things. Let's bring all this to the altar. And the Lord will heal our land. And the Lord will give us rest. The altar of the Lord. It is at the altar that we are forgiven. It is at the altar that we are reconciled. It is at the altar that we find refuge. It is at the altar that will please the Lord. Let's build an altar. Let's always have an altar at home. Most of us, we pray here, but I want to urge you, build an altar at work. Pray at your desk. Pray in your workshop that people may be saved. 
There are many that you mingle with that are suffering guilt. Invite them to the altar of forgiveness at workplace, in the marketplace, wherever you go. Raise the altar of Jesus Christ. Tell them that Jesus loves them. Jesus forgives. Praise the Lord. Let's bow our heads and pray. I thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for your love. I thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for the grace that you revealed at the cross of Calvary. Lord, my God, I thank you, Jesus, that you raised a superior altar, a better altar. And Jesus, you're the superior and better sacrifice and better high priest. And we come to you with confidence because we know with you, Lord, we are forgiven, fully forgiven. We know with you, Lord, we are healed, fully healed at the altar. Lord, I thank you for the altar. I thank you, Lord. I just want to pray for, for us this morning. I just want to say there is forgiveness of sins at the altar. And the Lord is indiscriminate, does not send you away guilty. He sets you free at his altar. If you feel you need the Lord to clear you of guilt, to set you free, he's here. He wants to set you free. The Pharisees brought a woman to Jesus. She was guilty. They wanted Jesus to condemn her. Little did they know that as they drew nearer to Jesus, they were drawing near to the altar of forgiveness. And when they handed that woman to Jesus, Jesus says, woman, go and sin no more. Jesus sets free. And you may be in your troubles, running away from many troubles. Run to the altar. Hannah ran to the altar. And there she was set free. There she met kindness and mercy. For those who need the ministry of the altar, I just ask you to lift your hands as I pray that the Lord may intervene in your different situations. You may be sick. There's healing at the altar. You may be guilty. There's forgiveness at the altar. You may be running away from many troubles or you may be besieged by many troubles. There's, for, there's freedom at the altar. Just raise your hand as I pray this morning. Father, I want to thank you for the altar of Calvary, for the altar of Jesus Christ, the altar that sets free, the altar of forgiveness. I want to thank you for this altar. Lord my God, for many who come to the altar, they are ministered unto, they are made complete. I pray, Father, for healing. I pray, Lord, for the many that are troubled, Lord, as they come to the altar, may they exchange their yoke for yours. Jesus, set us free. Jesus, come forth and heal. Jesus, meet every one of us.
at the very point of need i thank you lord i thank you for the altar i thank you jesus to god be the glory forevermore